0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Hey. People. This is JJ. This is the Sportatorium. We are live. And we are in color. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Been wrapped up with the Stanley Cup or in the Stanley Cup playoffs watching my Dallas Stars. Boy, that is a that's a time, I tell you. Uh we had a little family vacation and it kind of threw off my rhythm. And it was a little bit hard to get back in it. And then some other family things happened. And, you know, it had to put the show on delay. Um, we're back, though. Uh, I'll be honest. It didn't it didn't really sound right unless I started again on a Monday. So I waited just a little bit and uh, decided to come back. And, you know, that that's just how I operate. Like, if I can't start your week with a show, then why start it at all? Uh, We have a lot to talk about. Going to go into a little bit of Dallas Stars hockey. Going to go into a little bit of Dallas Cowboys football, the the Mavericks. In the time between now and my last show, their season had been ended by the Clippers. Um, So, you know, I mean, there's not much to say about that. But otherwise, there's a lot of good stuff to cover um the cowboys started the year one and one um first game was against l a and you know all I can say is <laughs> at least you tried um and then they they showed out come game two against the um gosh i I still can't even believe it the Atlanta Falcons, what a nail biter of a game, Greg Zerloin with the the game winning field goal and no, this is the way I'm talking isn't because I forgot anything. It isn't because I didn't have any coffee. it's just straight up or any caffeine all day or whatever. It's just straight up in shock because a lot of stuff happened during that game. And part of it was some history-making stuff. Um, the the game started off almost like a circus, if I can be totally honest with you. There was mistake after mistake after mistake. There was a few turnovers, fumbles, um, things of that nature. And... You know, before the first half even ended. I believe it was before the even, the first quarter ended. Yeah, it was before the first quarter even ended. The Cowboys found themselves down by 20. You heard that right. Down by 20. Before halftime. And then... The second half hit... And the stars kind of, or the stars, the Cowboys kind of, uh, I guess I could have said that right. The stars kind of found themselves shining, aligning, if you will, with Das, 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 God bless, Dak Prescott, uh, CD Lamb showing out. I believe this was his first 100 yard game as a Cowboy. Um, Amari Cooper did his thing. Zeke. See, I'm just so excited about it, I can hardly get my thoughts together. The stars did shine bright and align themselves in the Dallas Cowboys' favor as the Cowboys came out with a game-winning field goal, as I said. Greg Zerloin, Cowboys 40, Atlanta Falcons 39 there's a lot you can say about this you can say that the offense kind of finally clicked you can say the stars aligned you can say neither team has a defense it's probably all accurate i can speak for the cowboys for sure uh their secondary needed a lot of help maybe it still does at this point i really don't know i'm just a fan talking about it not in the locker room um But from my point of view, the defense looked like crap. And it was a one point game. I think it was awful, awful, awful gutsy of the Dallas Cowboys to take it literally into the last minutes of this game to win it. Incredibly gutsy. Like, there was no guarantee the kick would have been made. There was no guarantee that they didn't turn the ball over again. There, none of that stuff was guaranteed, and they pulled it off like that. Was that's just nutty, and it it proved everybody wrong. You know, you had uh, talking heads for the NFL. I was trying to put that gently, mind you. Um, talking about how Atlanta would probably win and make it look easy. And the Cowboys just kind of said, oh yeah? Is that what you think? In in the flash, in a flash, in a blink of an eye, you a whatever you want to call it, The Cowboys went from terrible to what in the world just happened. Dak Prescott, history maker. The first player in NFL history with 400 passing yards and three rushing TDs in a single game. Mind you, I think he also had, yeah, he did, 18 rushing yards. 450 passing yards, four touchdowns, 468 total yards. And people think Carson Wentz is better than young Dak Prescott. Uh, You know what I think? I think maybe that's a rivalry we need to watch. That's what I think. Because when the stars align, when everything starts to click for Dak Prescott, that man's going to be good. And believe it or not... I think he's going to be good anyway, just for the simple fact that he's learned from several different coaches. Well, Jason Garrett, um, Kellen Moore, and now Mike McCarthy, if you want to put it mildly. But, you know, from if it was me, I think I would take more to the people that have been on the field. So, Kellen Moore, you know, he's had playing experience, both college and pro. Not so much pro, exactly, but definitely college. You know, he's he's been taught a thing or two, you know, from that coaching staff. And he was able to parlay it into the Cowboys when he just decided that maybe coaching was for him instead of playing. You know, it was a gutsy move, and... You know, if, if I can look at what I said last year, I, I was very, very skeptical about it. And, you know, maybe maybe that's what they need is a coach that actually played, you know, it, it not to discount Jason Garrett, but, you know, maybe it's somebody that played and is also at the, the younger age. I really don't know why it's working, but this time around it worked. And, you know, last year it seemed to work fairly well. Um, It it leaves me excited to see uh, what's going to happen with the Cowboys over the process of the season. It's going to be a crazy season, you know, limited fans. And depending on where they play... Possibly no fans in the stands. You know. um, To be honest with you, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I would definitely leave it up to the league. Or not the league. The the teams individually. Because uh, that should be their choice. Whether or not they allow X amount of fans based on their location based on the virus uh, numbers and, and things of that nature in that area. Um, I, I don't know. I'm getting the same vibe from this Cowboys team that I am the Dallas Stars and the Stars proved me wrong too. Look the the Cowboys barely barely lost. The LA Rams, they lost twenty to seventeen. They tried to make a comeback and they failed that very first week. Yes, very true. Okay, but also maybe something's going right for LA because they're now two and zero. Um, Atlanta is zero and two. Cowboys one and one, obviously. After that, and they're they're gonna go into Seattle. They're going to go into Seattle against the 2 and 0 Seahawks team. With a little bit of confidence, shoot, I would take a little bit of confidence from knowing that you made it a game against LA too. You know, that the game wasn't terrible. It was it was kind of ew, you know. It definitely was a ew moment. But they were all right. 20 to 17. They they just fell short. That's okay. First game of the season. Um, no preseason whatsoever because of this thing going around. It's okay. 20-17. to 17. They did their thing in comeback fashion against uh, Atlanta. 40-39, to 39, as I said. Greg Zerloin. Um, Dak Prescott, your player of the game, easily in my eyes. Uh, followed by Zeke, um, Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, they all had very, very decent games. And I think it all came from the confidence that should have been there from week one. Uh, <laughs> I said after the Cowboys lost week one, I said, New Year's same suck. And, you know, that's kind of the vibe I got from them. But I failed to remember their fight to make it a game against L.A. Um, I kind of had the vibe again coming into the game against Atlanta on the home turf. But they, they made it a game. Again. And this time they did pull off the comeback. Something's going on with those Cowboys. Will they play the same way against Seattle? Man, I really don't know. I don't know if they'll be able to make it a game quick. I don't know if they'll be able to take control quick. I couldn't tell you. But I know if you get Prescott and that offense running as quick as you can ooh, then boys are going to be dangerous um, defense I think is their weakest point I'm talking secondary you know cornerback safety um, they they got a couple of kinks to work out I don't know maybe it's due to lack of practice from uh, no training camp and no preseason I, I don't know I don't have the answers Look, if I knew, I'd be working for ESPN or on the Cowboys' staff. I'm only here to talk about what I didn't like and what I liked about the game. Um, and the defense left a lot to be desired. You're going to have to send everybody you got after Russ Wilson next week and Seattle because Matt Ryan freaking lit the Cowboys up. It's not going to be pretty if you let the same thing happen in Seattle. It really won't. Um, do I think the Cowboys can win against Seattle? Possibly. Shoot, anything's possible. Let's be real. Uh, if I had to predict the score, predicting the score is a little bit early. A little bit too soon, but I would give it maybe... If the Cowboys won, it would be somewhere between a one-to-three-point victory again. And if that ends up being the case, I think they come from behind to win. Because I think they're going to be chasing Seattle. Um, So the Cowboys are one-to-one. One-and-one. Not one-to-one. One, this was in hockey. Um... Coach uh, McCarthy got the game winning ball. Prescott gave all the credit to his team around him. I like it. Humility. Um, Very good way to start the home portion of the schedule, as that was their first home game. They're 1 0 at home this season, 0 1 on the road. That's fine. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. That's really all I can say. Just a passionate fan. Happy that we won. Happy they won. Sorry, I wasn't on the field with them, but I say we. Um. Yeah, not much you can say. One and one, looking for two and one. Hopefully against Seattle. We'll uh, we'll go into that later on this week. Uh, as we look at their matchup, how they stack up against each other, but for now i'm gonna take a little break gonna um, go grab a drink because I am thirsty and we're gonna talk a little bit of hockey gonna talk a little bit of Dallas stars, and then after that uh we're gonna talk some stuff that's been in the news n h l wise And we're going to talk Stanley Cup Final, and then we're going to let you go. So, I'll be right back. Uh, If you made it this far, thanks for listening. Talk to you in just a second. That song puts the biggest smile on my face. That song was uh, put out as part of some playoff hype. For the Dallas Stars, a couple of years ago, I believe the same year, they got eliminated by the Blues, and it's, it's been kind of an anthem for Stars fans, not the team, but Stars fans ever since, and... I don't know what it is about that song, but it just puts the biggest smile on my face. It, it kind of inspires me, you know? I mean, that's the best way I can put it. And it still fits them to this day. They're underdogs. They started the season 1, 6, and 1. 1, 7, and 1. Um, I have to eat my words, because I said the same thing I said about the Cowboys with them. New Year, same suck. I was bracing myself for worse disappointment than the last time they won, uh, made the playoffs, and got eliminated by the Blues. Um. And I was wrong. Yeah, Jim Montgomery got fired. Yeah, Rick Bonus took over. And if you know Rick Bonus's coaching history, you know that. Um. He hasn't had the best of luck, shall we say? And um, he was, I think he was with Tampa, right? When uh, Tampa was doing big things not long ago. Could be wrong there. If I am, somebody correct me, please. Um, but I, I just kind of went through it when Bonus took over and I said, oh boy, well, at the very best, we'll make the first round of the playoffs, I hope, and it'll be another long summer. <laughs> they, uh, they were fighting for a playoff spot, even through the adversity of the coach, the tornado that went through Dallas, all this stuff. I think they would have finished the season had it not been for the virus. In 6th place. Instead, thanks to the virus, they found themselves in the round-robin tournament. For uh, playing for seeding. I think they only won one game during that. And they ended up having to play the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado Avalanche was a team that... We, uh, or Dallas, whatever you want to say. I say we because uh, I've ridden with them every single step of the way. I wish it was actually in the arena, but it's physically impossible for me to go to every game being in a wheelchair. I'm kind of sensitive to the cold and all that. Um, But yeah, I've, I've ridden with them every step of the way. Through the coach firing, through the virus, through the... Fighting for a playoff spot before the virus. The one win in the playoff tournament for seeding. Colorado Avalanche. Man, I thought that was going to be the end-all be-all. I had a feeling that Colorado was going to turn it up. And they did. Colorado's a very good team. Um, Stars came out of that victorious. Um, <laughs> my jaw opened slightly and it hung, on, it hung open until the next round the Vegas Golden Knights we all know what happened there and there I go again with my mouth heading towards the floor just a little bit more another win are you serious? It it was absolutely shocking. And here we are. Later on in the playoffs, Stanley Cup Finals. They just beat Tampa Bay in game one. one uh, four to one. They lead the series one-nothing is what I was going to say. Ryan Reeves, who... Was a big part of the Blues defeating the Stars a couple seasons ago. Who also blew, I think, former star Brett Ritchie a kiss as he kicked his butt. Was eliminated. Uh, Reeves now being a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. It was all so freaking shocking. And I'm asking my listeners whoever you may be to pass me the ketchup as I eat my words because I had no idea at all they would even sniff the Stanley Cup finals I that was just mad and yet here we are Tampa Bay Lightning is the best in the East and the Dallas Stars best in the West 20 years after we went, they went, whatever you want to say, to the Stanley Cup Finals last and they lost. Calgary was the very first series and we beat them they beat them 4 to 2 in the series Colorado Colorado stuck out to me the most that's why I brought them up first Colorado I thought would give the stars some trouble and you know they they made it interesting but the stars fought From Calgary to Colorado. Then to Vegas. Vegas being a 1-2-3, 4-1 series win. Guys. A team that could not find their offense had... Nine goals to eight. They outscored Vegas nine to eight. And it was just, it was beautiful. Like, I, as I sit here and I talk slow, it's, I'm trying to find the words. I thought they would be done after defeating Calgary. Colorado, they had defeated during the regular season. But as most people know, that doesn't really matter so much. Regular season and playoffs are not the same. They're not even anywhere near the same animal. Because you fight harder in the playoffs. That's where you go when you... I mean, you have to hit that level of intensity. Because you, you're fighting for your life, literally, fighting for your playoff life to get to that big silver cup. And you know, as it's intense emotion for me because I've been a diehard fan since right around when they first got to Dallas, I first started watching hockey when I was in Chicago, and I think Eddie Belfour was in goal for them at the time. Later on, he became a Dallas star, which was awesome, and that's when they won the Stanley Cup, which was '99. Uh, I became a fan again, like '93, '94 ish. I don't even remember, maybe '95, when I first started watching Chicago. So, that's—I mean—that's when I fell in love with the sport of hockey. That's when I saw how hard players have to fight. To get to where they want to go. And that's kind of when I started to relate to them. Because, you know, I I took a life lesson out of it. If you want it, you have to fight for it. Whatever it is, whatever you want, you have to fight for it. And I was hooked ever since. I realized that the stars went from Minnesota to Dallas. And I became a fan then. And I've been with them ever since. I saw the 99 Cup run. Um, I saw the 2000s. Yeah, it was. It was the '2000 Stanley Cup run. They lost in the finals to New Jersey. I've been there through it all. Just a little less than I've been a Dallas Cowboys fan. And it feels good to see them finally make something of themselves a team that I had hoped they would be years ago. After a handful of years of disappointment, here we are three wins away from watching our favorite team, the Dallas Stars, win it all. If big if knock on wood. If the Stars can continue where they, were, where they were game one. If they can match that intensity. If they can keep Tampa at bay. Ugh, that was a bad pun. Something good can come out of this. I feel it in my bones. And all they have to do is do everything they did in game one. Tampa Bay is going to be cranky. Tampa Bay is going to be angry. Probably not as angry as their fans. (laughs) I bet they're throwing fits. But they're going to be angry. They're going to put up a fight come game two tonight. And I believe if the Stars do everything they did game one, or maybe crank up the volume on everything they did game one, they can come out of this game tonight with another win. I certainly the heck hope so anyway. And uh, if I have to predict a final score Um If they match the same intensity There's no reason the stars can't score three or four If they have trouble keeping up with Tampa Bay, they're going to lose big. Because is a very good team. I mean, I'm stumbling over my words. I, I know I am. They're, they're a good team. They've had their unfair or fair, whatever you want to say, share of injuries. But, you know, that's not an excuse for a good team. A good team would come out fighting anyway. And that's what I expect from Tampa Bay tonight. Game two. Um, should the mat should the stars match their intensity? They'll win again. Um, but with the fight I'm expecting from Tampa, I expect this series to be even after tonight. It'll be a, a one-to-one tie. And that's all I can say about it. It's, it's, it might be tied tonight. Unless the Stars find a way to match what they did on Saturday. It's going to be one-to-one. Uh, I don't know the specifics of the injuries for Tampa Bay. I know Dallas has a couple of banged up people who are trying to fight through what they're going through. And if they can, um, this this might go seven games. I, I really don't know. I'm expecting it to go seven games. I'm expecting the Tampa Bay Lightning to put up a fight tonight. Maybe the Stars will do the same the next game. But it's it's obviously all speculation. I don't know. It's a good vibe around here, though. As a Stars fan, it's a, it's a good vibe around the Stars faithful, Stars diehards. Shout out to them, the <laughs> the group of fans I hang out with. Um, yeah, not much else I can say. Uh, I hope they come out of it victorious tonight. If they do, it'll all be because of. The young guns that have stepped up now, people like Dennis Gurianoff, um Joel Hanley even had a goal during game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. that was cool to see, and I don't know, but if if they need a if they want a victory tonight, they need the big guns to step in. Jamie Ben's been heating up a little bit, where's Tyler Sagan? We need Beast Mode Ben to show up tonight. And we need Tyler Sagan to do his thing. Radulov as well. If they do, there's a very good chance the Stars will end tonight 2-0 in the series. And then two wins away. But I'm not going to jinx it. I'm not going to say anything. I think they come out of it 1-1. We'll see. And, well, that's really all I can say about that. So uh, I think I'm going to leave this here. And uh, take a break. Um, And I'll be right back. If you made it this far, thanks for listening. Talk to you in a bit. You know there's a saying... Things that make you go, hmm. And the one thought that's crossed my mind all through the Stanley Cup Finals, all through the Stanley Cup Playoffs as a whole, especially for the Dallas Stars and even the Tampa Bay Lightning, can one player make or break a team? For the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're missing their leader, or uh, I guess he's a leader. He's definitely seemingly the face of the franchise, Steven Stamkos, who is reportedly at 80%. Meanwhile, the Stars have people that are playing through injury. Um, It makes me wonder, after seeing that Stamkos is at 80%, as I said, can one player make or break a hockey team or team in general? Or even can they make or break a season? For the Dallas Stars, three people that have really stood out, at least in my eyes, are Miro Haskinen, Haskinen has been a stud when given the opportunity, John Klingberg, who has done his thing quietly while fans like me, or fans especially like me, have called for his head, have called for him to be benched, whatever the case may be. He still helped out a lot more than he gets credit for making plays. And and then there's a guy by the name of Anton Hedovin. If you haven't heard of him, maybe you should look him up. Because right now, he is burning up. In fact, I would wager a guess that there's a freaking hole in the ozone layer because of him. He is doing so well. Uh, The NHL Network is covering his success as we speak, or as I speak, and his save percentage is well above 90. His uh, save percentage with dangerous scoring chances is well above 90. And the man has been solid. When the Stars have not been able to score as much as they would like, he stepped in and he kept him in the game. And when people like Joe Pavelski and Joel Kivaranta has has scored, he uh, he was our uh, or their I don't know, I keep wanting to say ours, so forgive me. But uh, Anton Hedovin has been a brick wall. And with free agency coming shortly after the Stanley Cup playoffs, I think maybe that is more than enough reason to put him on the list of people we should re-sign first. Again, if it offends you that I I say we, uh, I'm just speaking from a fan's perspective. I have no say in the matter. So, uh, forgive me. Um, But, for the stars, I think Gurianov, I think uh, Anton Hedobin, I think those are two you really need to look into when it comes to free agency. Because with the Stanley Cup Finals happening right now, free agency, those two big names, among a whole lot of others, are going to want some money. And for Anton Hedobin, I think you pay the man. With the upcoming uh, expansion draft in Seattle coming in, the Kraken, oh boy. I think think you do whatever you got to do to make sure Anton Hedobin does not leave. Because it seems as though he's found a different gear. And you don't want that gear in the wrong hands. It's going to be your kryptonite. I mean, that's not to say that this could be a fluke. I doubt it. I think maybe uh, he's found his game. I think maybe the coaches match what he needs. And I think Dallas is the place for him. I just hope Dallas management thinks the same thing. So I'll ask again. Will Steven Stamko's. Being out because of injury, and with the Dallas Stars players that needed to step in, stepping in, can one player or two make or break a hockey team? I want to know that question from you. I think they can help the team gel. And I think if they insert their uh, individual skill set where they need to to help the team succeed, absolutely, they can make or break a team. If they're not performing, um, I'm not really sure because, as I said before, a good hockey team won't have excuses. They will do whatever it takes to win. And um That's the best answer I can give you. Um can they break a hockey team possibly depending on attitude? But anything other than that, I I would expect that they don't break a hockey team. Because a good team will step up when needed. Um. A good team will have people step up if the person is missing. Um. It, it, there's just no excuse. So. Can they make a team better? Absolutely. Can they break a team? In my opinion. Depends on the situation. But most likely not. Um. In the case of the Dallas Stars and losing somebody like Anton Hedovin or um, Denis Gurianov, I think it might hurt him just a little bit. But I also think that they'll have somebody step up should those two or any other free agent that they might lose leave. If somebody steps up for those guys that may not be here, I think they'll be fine. Uh, The same can be said for the Bolts. I think uh, if Tampa Bay can find a way to ramp up the intensity, even without Steven Stamkos, I think the Tampa Bay Lightning will be fine. In fact, I think they will do just that. I think they will ramp up the intensity, just like I said in the last segment, for Game 1. Game 2, excuse me. Um... You know, it it seemed like Dallas found uh, the gear they needed to win against Tampa Bay in game one. And I think Tampa Bay is going to have to um, put up a brick wall. And they have the talent to do that. I mean, Kevin Shattenkirk. um, Just Pat Maroon. Oh Sorelli. They're they're fine. In fact, I think the Stars, as I said, will have to match the intensity of Game 1 just to keep them down. They have no other choice. They set the bar with Game 1. So they have to play up to that level from here on out to beat Tampa Bay. If, big if... Dallas can play with that same intensity. And big if they win game two. Big, big, big if. Tampa Bay will come back for game three even harder. And from then on out, I don't know what will happen because the Stars will be more confident Look, the Stars' power play and penalty kill has been big. Um, The defense has been big for the Stars. Defense, they say, wins championship. And if the defense wins championships and the Stars play defense first, as they do, um, if Tampa cannot match or exceed Dallas's uh intensity I think Tampa Bay might be in trouble uh, I'm not going to say who's going to win game 2 I hope it's the stars I I really 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 hope it's the stars but I don't expect them to beat uh the bolts on game 2 uh I don't think the game 1 was a fluke but I I don't know if they're going to have the energy Then again, maybe they might. Maybe Tampa Bay is tired from the last series having gone six games. I don't know. It's going to be a fun series to watch, though. As I said, three games until... uh, I don't feel comfortable saying that. But all the Stars need is three wins. All the Stars need are three wins. That's crazy. To lift another Stanley Cup. Um, Tampa's going to match the intensity. Tampa may even exceed the intensity in the upcoming games. It definitely ain't over till the fat lady sings, guys. And I don't even think she's warming up. Mm-mm. She's still asleep. She's sitting in her chair with a, a Big Mac and a... A soda. <laughs> um, it's gonna be great. It's it's so exciting to see the stars back where they belong at the top of the league, and it's been a team effort. Uh, let's let's not get that confused. From Dak Pres. Uh, Dak Prescott. Good God. Uh, from. <laughs> From uh, Anton Hodobin all the way down to um, Jason Dickinson, everybody has had their uh, has had uh, their chance, and they're they're making the most of it, and they should, and that's how the Stars will win if they continue to play as they have. I've got nothing more to say on that. Um not much else I can say, not much else I wanna say. Game two is gonna to be tonight. All I can think is ghost stars, all I care about is watching them hopefully win. I'm excited. And hockey fans should be too, because it's not every day you get to see an all Southern Stanley Cup finals. By the way, doesn't that prove to you one thing? Hockey does belong in Texas. And by the way, the goal against Buffalo in the Stanley Cup Finals in 99, that was a good goal. Foot in the crease or not, good goal. Check the rules back then, people. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Tampa ramp up the intensity. I'm excited to see if the Stars can keep their intensity or maybe ramp it up just a little bit. There's no reason not to be pumped up. Um, I expect this series to go six games, maybe seven. Eh, God, I hope the Stars match the intensity they had game one. That was really cool to see. I was fully prepared to watch the game on my TV and lose my voice at home. I'm still ready to do that tonight. Um, Running out of time. But, you know, I I had a couple things to get off my chest. If you made it this far, I want to thank y'all for listening. I want to thank y'all for taking the time out of your day to even talk to me. If you have on Twitter, JJN09, by the way and um i want to also take time to ask you to watch the hockey game tonight you know they uh, those boys are tough the stars are they're going to be fun to watch and with that i have one more thing to say and that's be loud wear green go stars